Welcome to Never End the Intermission, where we talk about the next movie we'll be subjecting Tepper to. I'm your host, Ivan. I'm Chris. I'm Connor. I'm Shauna. And I'm Tepper. So, we got off a train. Yeehaw! The hype train. <laughs> Choo-choo! Chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga. To the wildest of Wild Wests. I... I want to say we should just watch it again every week forever, but I know it won't be as magical. What I want is just to like chase that dragon now of like, how, how do we find a movie that, that that's that good at being that bad? The ultimate high. Yeah, you finally, you found a way to follow up. Well, I guess Shauna f- sort of found the way to follow up uh, Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> and yeah. Now Chris just needs to find the third movie in the trilogy. Well, I no, I can keep going. Like I really think the home runs are like a crazy movie that you watched when you were a kid that is so very bad. But then sometimes it's boring. Like Thumbelina was, I thought it was going to be a similar sort of thing, but it's kind of boring. Yeah, Thumbelina was pretty boring. Um, now it's like it was based, like at least in Thumbelina's case, it was based on a fairy tale. And that the structure of the fairy tale, from what I know of it, just doesn't translate very well to a movie. I mean, so is Wild Wild West, also based on a fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wild Wild West was, like, fun. I could definitely watch Wild Wild West again and enjoy it. Uh, no problem. Um... It, uh, you know, similar to what I was saying in the actual episode, it has very similar feel and kind of place in my movie library as um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I definitely like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen more, but yeah, like this movie just has a kind of similar feel to me, uh, and I like it for very similar reasons. Um... Wild Wild West cinematic universe slash reboot win. <laughs> come on, guys. Come on, Disney. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Wild Wild West. Same universe, yes or no? Oh. Yes. Seems likely. Hell yeah. I've never seen Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, you haven't? No. Damn. You know, I think I'm going to go with yes on it this. It takes yeah. place... League of Extraordinary Gentlemen takes place in, what, 1910, I want to say? Yeah, it's oh, like no. the... Like very like pre World War no okay. was it post World War One no I think it's pre World War One because he invents tanks in it yes I think because because <laughs> they they kind of play around with the threat of war that was spilling around Europe pre World War One like the tensions and everything yeah I think it's Edwardian if not Victorian. an alternative. 1899. 1899? Oh, wow. So you mean mean he stole the idea for tanks uh, from this movie, is what you mean. He didn't actually invent them. (laughs) If they're in the same universe, then yeah, he he saw what was happening in America during the Civil War, and then... The the problem is, it's 30 years after Wild Wild West, so if you wanted to do a crossover movie, Will Smith and Kevin Kline and Selma Hayek would all be about the right age, but everyone who is in <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen would have to be aged backwards 30 years. Yeah. That seems fine. Or just time travel. 
they are similar in that the source material is wildly divergent from the actual movie. Like the yes. Alan Moore League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comics are super Alan Moore, like genius edgelord sort of, you know. Uh, well, like, yeah, because I've been reading um, like the source material for it. And I know we're going off a little, like a little off topic, but it's it's radically different from the movie, and it's dark. Yes, and and very like like he knows the time period that it's set in, and he doesn't whitewash anything. No, like really racist, very sexist. sexist. Yes, very yeah. sexist. Yeah, like uh, like there's a bit. Uh, actually, I won't spoil it, but yeah, there's a bit where he call uh one of the characters calls another. Like a female character, some very nasty fucking names. Yep. Um, like he doesn't whitewash anything, which is uh, both like horrifying and uh, very interesting. Like how he frames it all. I, I mean, you could set the third movie in the in the trilogy in like the eighteen eighties, so you could you have a nice middle point between the two two groups. <laughs> well, the nice thing about the league of extraordinary gentlemen is the 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 concept behind it is that the league has kind of always existed so you can set that whenever you really want to but their literary characters in wild wild west doesn't really it, it it's more of a historical fantasy than a literary fantasy although within the universe they could turn the characters from wild wild west into literary characters so a thing we didn't talk about in the episode is I, I realized w- why we thought Sh- Shauna would love it so much. <laughs> and it's true. And, and, and for me, it's that the words um, robot spider are synonymous with Shauna in my mind. <laughs> true. I did enjoy the spider motifs. <laughs> yeah, it was our, our mistake for not mentioning, but it was very, it's very obvious to us. We were, like, wowed by the movie too much. Um, yeah, spider tanks. Wow, wowed by the movie. <laughs> oh, speaking of, uh, watching this movie detracted from my enjoyment of the song Wow Wow a little bit. Really? Yeah. Why? Because now I know the context of all the words. Like, I hear the word Artemis on my first listen through. Like, I don't know who Artemis is. I don't know who Loveless is. Whatever, this is all good stuff. And I'm listening to it like I can connect it all to faces and people. And I don't like that. <laughs> also, I did not know that the noise that happened in the song was just him saying bees. I just thought it was a noise. <laughs> so now I hear the bees when I listen to it uh, now. It's different. Well, it's not like my usual listen through. That That is a reference because this is from the second Neil Ciceriga. Ciceriga? This Ciceriga. Is, Ciceriga. This is from his second album. And on his first album, there was a song that is a, a remix of the Men in Black rap uh, that is mostly about bees. <laughs> <laughs> so that is an internal reference by uh, the genius Neil. All right. Bees. Yeah, I, I listened to Wow again after the the movie. Like, oh, oh no, I, I understand all the references he's making now. Oh, that's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that you enjoy it less. <laughs> It's still really good. It's just now I understand it more, and it's I can't just enjoy the purity of it. <laughs> the the innocence lost of Wow yeah. Wow. Yeah, never meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs>
Is there anything else anyone wanted to talk about about the movie? Like, I, I feel like we covered it overall pretty comprehensively in the episode, but... Um, I was notified by my parents talking about it that we did not see it in a theater. We saw it in a drive-in movie theater. Oh, oh hell yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, that was like one of the best parts of my childhood was the drive-in. Like, I saw I saw Jurassic Park at the drive-in. We saw some good yeah. movies at the drive-in. Yeah, I, hell yeah. I have seen two movies in a, in a drive-in theater. It was the same night. Can you guess what they were? Ooh, oh, uh, how old were you? Well, that's really gonna give it away. Um, well, uh, I... just like age range. I Pokemon. Guess. Uh, no. Uh, I was Fuck. I was in high school. Oh, okay. Oh, now I have to remember what the second movie was. Oh, uh, maybe it was something bad then, like that Will Ferrell Land of the Lost. It's around the right time, but that is not one of them. Okay, that was my guess. You asked the correct question of how old I was, because if you hadn't, you would have never gotten anywhere close. It was... I don't actually remember what the second one was, but it was Night at the Museum 2. Ooh. Sick. <laughs> I've seen plenty of movies at the drive-in, but I actually distinctly remember what the very last movie I saw at the drive-in was, and that was Mamma Mia. Oh. Here we go again. Guys, can we go to a drive-in? <laughs> That shit's a great experience. Like, driving movie theaters are really fun. I've never actually gone to one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we can put Tepper in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Let me out of the trunk, please. Tepper, do you like mosquitoes and long bathroom lines? That sounds horrible. Why would you subject yourself to that? Welcome to the drive-in. Uh, do you like the operators of the drive-in charging $5 at the end of the night to jump all the cars that ran out of battery while running their battery the entire time the two movies were playing? <laughs> guys are making this experience sound like the opposite of what you were just describing it as earlier. It's like going to the cottage where you can list a ton of things that suck, but it's still pretty good. Like sand. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of sand at the drive-in. <laughs> oh, whole, whole, the, the, the screen's made of it. It's really good if you have like a pickup truck and an air mattress, though, because that just works out fucking fantastic. Um, can I can I can I one up you there? We had a station wagon. Oh, holy fuck! <laughs> I I may have may or may not have achieved the first of one of the bases of sex in a station wagon at a <laughs> drive-in movie theater. <laughs> Nice. Like I was a teenager in the 50s. Uh, speaking of the last time we went to the drive-in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like there's just like all sorts of small little like themes and sub-themes. She was shoeless the entire movie. It was like somebody give her a sock or something like Chekhov's capacity for regret. Yeah. <laughs> that that gun was fired. <laughs> She's hot. Yeah, like, look, come on. Like, her despair felt very, very real. Yeah, the, the World War II really confused me. Yes. Tragedy. Like, oh my god. Only animals should be in cages. Ah! Ingested the most energy drinks. They get to speak on behalf of the energy drinks. Ha ha ha.
Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's almost like there's uh, something inherently wrong with his soul. And, like, magic just wants to make tips. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck this horse. I feel like I am being unfairly ambushed with this. <laughs> the mythical, rare to find, crotchety little yeah, white. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the mythical boomer. <laughs> like, that was just, that was too human. It's not, like, a simple good-evil dichotomy. They will stare unbelieving at the last unicorn. That's right, it's the last unicorn. So please watch along, and when the episode comes out, send us any questions or comments you have to contact at downloadablezebras.com, or message us on Twitter at DLZebra, or search for Downloadable Zebras on Facebook. Yeah, so the last unicorn. The last I've not seen it. I've heard the title, but didn't necessarily even know that that was the title of a movie and not just, it could literally be anything. It was the title of a book. Yeah. Man, Connor, the movies we share are just too, <laughs> like, it's just, like, they fall into such a category of edgy shit or weird fairy tale witchy nonsense, like. Just how it's just helping people understand who we are as people we're caricatures of ourselves <laughs> i don't know what aspects of my personality are real anymore it's fine the self is a construct one long piece of performance art <laughs> as always you can find us all on downloadablezebras.com and a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description.